There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the DC Universe streaming service and the CW channel. I'm Dave. I'm Carolee. And I'm Steve. And we're going to be doing a little catch up as we're going to be covering episodes one through four of Stargirl. Here's a quick series synopsis for you. Stargirl follows high school sophomore Courtney Whitmore, who inspires an unlikely group of young heroes to stop the villains of the past. This new DC Universe series reimagines Stargirl and the very first superhero team, the Just Society of America, in a fun, exciting, and unpredictable series premiering in 2020. Produced by Warner Brothers, television Mad Ghost production, of course... And uh, good old Berlanti Productions. They're everywhere all over the CW and DC. Yeah. And we're the better for it. Absolutely we are. Yeah. I did, as I told you off air, I took some quick look at a few things here and I discovered since they're in Blue Valley, now I always wondered why we saw Blue Valley tires so much. That comes around. But uh, Blue Valley is also the home of uh, Wally West, who's the Flash. And this particular series is I'm a little unsure of the timeline. The original Justice Society of America was formed with the help of Franklin D. Roosevelt. Apparently, we're a little beyond that now. Frank, old Franklin was a, quite a few years ago. Right. Yeah, so that was one of the first things that caught me in the first episode was when we see the Justice Society, it looks like it's, it's not the 30s, but at least it's the 50s. Yeah, it looks that, like the fifties, and that can't be right either. No, no. <laughs> that doesn't work. The fifties, that doesn't work either. In ten years, it just doesn't <laughs> ten years. add up. Yeah, Pat <laughs> yeah. Duggan, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know how they're going to reconcile if they're even going to bother. I doubt it. But you're I right. There was plenty of the aesthetics from the fifties. I mean, going to Nebraska. No offense. Anybody from Nebraska. It's like going back to the 50s. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> Are the corn huskers out there? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, those guys, uh, the Justice Society was timey wimey. I also have a, and we'll get to it soon, but I have a problem. How do you beat the Justice Society? Anyway, that's in the first episode, the pilot episode. In the series premiere episode, Courtney's seemingly perfect life in Los Angeles gets upended. With a move to Blue Valley, Nebraska, and her mother Barbara, stepfather Pat, and stepbrother Mike, so adorable, <laughs> she finds herself struggling to adapt to her new town in high school. But when Courtney discovers Pat is harboring a major secret about his past, she ultimately becomes the unliking inspiration for a new generation of superheroes. And thankfully, Jeff Johns, who created Star Girls with inspiration from his real life sister who died tragically in, I think it was TWA Flight 800. Right. Really? So. Yeah. Is Lee Motor and Tyler Streitz also wrote the episode and it was directed by Glenn Winter. Yeah, so a tragic tale. He uh, Jeff Johns lost his sister and he just couldn't get her out 
of his head for good reason. Right. And so he was inspired to create a superhero star girl. And I have to say, she was a smash hit. And now this TV show. So That's I was thinking, it, yeah, it is interesting. It's kind of sad. I mean, come on. Yeah. We start out with the demise of the Just Society of America. We see a big fight and in a mansion. This show's big on mansions. <laughs> Superheroes <laughs> are big on mansions. Yeah. Pat's driving to it in his, I don't know, is, is that a, uh, That's a, is that a Chevy? Yeah. First Corvettes, I believe. Man. Yeah. That would know that. They have some nice, nice cars, even the current one. Really nice. And of course, they have a Mustang, a 66 Mustang in the show. When he arrives on the scene, <laughs> his buddy, Joel McHale, always good to see him, doesn't want him there. He, he's trying to get him to stay away. And there's a major battle going on with the Injustice Society and the Justice Society. And again, in the comic books, I have a problem with the superheroes losing so handily. I mean, a guy that can throw icicles? Come on. Brainwave? Yeah. Yeah. You can control your brain. Sure. And if there's this uh, super strong, deranged character like Solomon Grundy, who I also learned that was formed because he had the Joker was experimenting with some toxin on him. That's one story I read. Anyway, all the there was a green blast that came through the roof as Pat arrived. And everyone thinks that's Green Lantern, the original Green Lantern. Alan Scott, I believe, who's one of my favorite characters. I really love the Green Lantern story. And it's it sparkled with flame everywhere. And that matches kind of what Alan Scott was all about as the original Green Lantern. Had a lot to do with flame. He survived a train crash by grabbing onto a lantern. And they used really candle lanterns back in the 30s and 40s when the original story was from. And that's what turned him into Green Lantern. It was like magically possessed or something like that. <laughs> that was the power. Yeah. They didn't show what happened to him in that fight. It shows Pat stepping over a Sandman, who's apparently dead. Wildcat is thrown out of the house, not via window or door, just through the house. And let's see, who else? Uh, of course, Starman's in there. Dr. Midnight. Um, there was a Hourman, Brainwave. Yep. All of them were fighting against each other and didn't look so good at all. Yeah. The Green Lantern and his power ring are supposed to be the most powerful weapon in the universe, especially for the Silver Age one. So how do you beat that? I mean, really, it doesn't no show idea. you. What, they have Dr. Fate was a member of the original Justice Society of America. How do you stop him? We've seen hints from him from the Jim Corrigan series. What was that? It was on for what a year. And now he's on that other CW show. Well, OK. <laughs> he was the Spectre. Right. He did. Oh, that's right. And he I don't know. How do you defeat the Spectre? And uh, the Dr. Fate, when they have mysticism and, and magical powers, uh, something else they skipped on. Anyway, I digress. Dad didn't come home that night. Getting Starman. They managed to get away. Solomon Grundy chased them down. They crashed. Starman dies after getting enough breath to diss his best friend right. and partner. That was so wrong. He goes, yes, I need somebody to carry on my legend. Although it won't be you. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we just see that in the show, Steve? Yeah, I'm thinking of a successor, but not you. Yeah. <laughs> So Pat, ably played by Luke Wilson, uh, who's always Luke Wilson on the show, which I don't mind. I like him. I like him, too. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He marries Courtney's mom. She was good, too. What's her name? Is that Amy Smart? Yes. Yeah. She was in Justified for a short bit. I'm trying to think what role she played. But I can't quite get it. And yeah, eventually... How convenient was that? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. See, it's, the, it's the world of coincidence. That's the superhero world in the TV superhero. Hero world is the There's world. There's always coincidences. Yeah, it's always, a lot isn't of that? Maybe. It's a coincidence. How odd is it that we're all in the same town together? 
Who'd have thunk that? Right. (laughs) So if I can remember correctly, Courtney was waiting for her dad to come home for Christmas Eve, and he never comes home. And then Skip, uh, I don't know how many years later, and you see her moving, and she still has that little present that he she was going to give him. Right. And I'm like, yeah, collecting dust top shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Did we ever find out what was in there? Nope. 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 Okay. Okay. I wonder. So she's being a curious 15-year-old, and she digs around the basement, and the cosmic staff speaks to her. And the funny thing is, it kind of does speak to her. It, it does. I thought, it was like, is this thing talking? I can hear it kind of warbling. Yes, that's exactly how I characterize it. It warbles <laughs> to her. It kind of echoes what she has to say. And one of the cutest dynamics is between her and the staff, oh, as absolutely. it jerks her around, <laughs> pulls her up there, kind of demonstrate what he wants her to do, like practice or <laughs> behave or follow me, yes. stuff like that. That's good. I hope they keep developing that to see where it's going. I like seeing that. Um, she was on the top of, a, I think, a roof of a, a building. And we learned earlier that when she went to her new high school, that they did not have a gymnastics team. And so she was kind of using the staff as like the uneven bars. And she, she was using her gymnastics skills. And I thought exactly. that was kind of a cute way to to bring those two together. They got a diss in on gymnastics too. Oh, you can be a cheerleader. <laughs> I know. <Good. laughs> and the boys like you more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I told you, 1950s. Right. <laughs> so it's a great intro and we pr- probably should discuss Breck Bessinger a little as Stargirl. What, what do you guys think of her and her portrayal? I like it. I do. She seems perfect. Her body type, her personality, she's, she's really into fi- finding more and more uh, out about her dad. She kind of disses her stepdad at first, but then yeah. she finds out, oh, what's the staff about and what's going on? And when he tells her the truth, and I think this is going into the second episode, they kind of form a bond. And of course, the mom likes that because she didn't want to have anything to do with this guy. <laughs> mom hasn't <laughs> discovered yet that they have no, a secret. A secret going on. I don't know how long they can keep that a secret. In TV land, these secrets seem to last forever when it's friggin' impossible. It's just like Fringe. And (laughs) (laughs) you're my dad. Or wait a minute, you're not my dad. (laughs) (laughs) The TV audience was like, finally. I know. (laughs) We've known this for years. Come on, guys. Get it together. Yeah. She is cute. I I wonder. She she does seem to be pretty athletic. And we learned to. It looks like. Yolanda's pretty athletic, too. Let me get her <laughs> name real quick. Uh, Yvette Monreal. So you're right. There, there seems to be a bit of the gymnastic or gymnast in Breck Bassinger. Right. And I like the, I was almost said girlish, but youthful, probably a better word, enthusiasm. And being a kid and being a kid with superpowers, she's just like all gung-ho and so spirited. I think it had something to do with finding out her dad was star man. And she wants to carry on her dad's legacy. Yeah. And knowing that he just didn't abandon that's her a big, and her mother. That's a big part of it right there. Mm-hmm. She's but- a little stubborn, and I'm enjoying the interactions between her and Pat because Pat knows what's going on as far as the past goes, and he doesn't want her to get hurt. But right. Yep. Like you said before, there's a theme here that once she's determined that. Starman was her father. She wants justice. Mm-hmm. How do you suppose Pat didn't know or didn't put it together that Courtney was? I don't I think know. Was using two different aliases. Yeah, uh, Sylvester and then Sam Curtis. Yeah, 
but the picture i mean just, just the fact that she, she had a locket <laughs> Yeah. And then she found she finds the picture and she immediately goes, That's my dad. Yeah. Did she show Pat the picture in her locket? Well, I think she finally did. She goes, Oh, huh. come on, guys, look. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> and Pat like, still denies it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. He but does, since uh, the, the staff kind of goes to her, he can't deny anymore. I mean, the, the staff is like talks to her and then helps her with her doing gymnastics and, yeah. and whatnot. And then She's like, how'd you do that? I don't know. It just came to me. Yeah. Is, is it alive? And- the legacy connection again. Mm-hmm. I like how uh, Luke Wilson's superpower or for Pat is wearing angst on his face. He <laughs> says that pained look like, did you just have a bad burrito <laughs> or, or something? He always looks so worried, which is endearing. It is. Uh, speaking of superheroes, the little brother or the brother in that, Mike, I think his super. His superhero skill is Pop-Tarts, or at least consuming them. Yes. Cookies and cream Pop-Tarts. Any junk food. Yeah, junk food. Yes. And Cheetos. I saw that. He fed the dog Cheetos. I remember that. Oh, right. Yeah. His dog's face was all orange. Orange. (laughs) So. Staff gets her in trouble real quick. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They take off and go to a drive-in, see? 1950s. Oh. But they were watching Goonies, if you noticed that. Yes. Goonies, of course. course. Love that show. Love it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, look, it's Goonies. <laughs> and one of the oldest stories in the world, kids acting out, being bullies, and mm-hmm. I guess the staff wanting her to intervene so she can discover what her true purpose is in, in life, in superhero life. And it doesn't go well for the boys, and it doesn't go well for a modern-day Mustang either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and it's Mike, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Henry. Yeah. It's Henry. Henry. Yeah, he, uh, Henry son. King Jr., his father has to find out what happened to the Mustang. And it's not cute, but he, he, he summons his son with his brainwave powers. And he tries to find out if his son has the same trait. And sad it to him. Saw it. Huh? It doesn't look like it. No. Not yeah. Enough. I'll give you a spoiler later. Anyway, <laughs> he doesn't seem to have the same powers. Oops, I said seem. And much of his father's deprived. But his father decides to go out brainwave to find out. Who this girl is. He finds a, a burnt up school ID. School ID later on and eventually matches it and seeks her out at the they must have seemingly seamlessly endless type of school activities there. And they eventually confront each other. A battle ensues again. And <laughs> in Blue Valley tires, of course, he, he has a propensity for hurling things with his mind. Right. He'd probably be better off doing a Darth Vader throat pinch. Uh that's true but why do that when you can throw stuff around in the parking lot or tires and so it doesn't go well she's still stargirl is still a rookie and as much as the cosmic staff wants to get her started she's a little in over her head unfortunately pat shows up in in awesome fashion i like the superhero fashion when you just like land yes they always land the same way i know they do Great Hulkbuster. Yes, uh-huh. good. That's great. That thing's great. Gorilla in the front, it opens up. He's sitting in a chair. <laughs> I know. You get this giant robot. And I'm like, yeah, that heck is awesome. That? Oh, okay. Got it. Is there anything else you guys can think of for I episode think that's one? Pretty much where it ended. We find Pat in this gigantic robot suit. So, and the secret is out. He's Starman sidekick. Yep, Stripesy. Stripesy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she gives him such a hard time. Yeah, she does have a point with all the names. I mean, yeah, the Justice League, the Injustice League. I mean, 
names guys names <laughs> get into episode two entitled s-t-r-i-p-e after courtney has an unexpected run-in with a member of the injustice society of america pat reveals the truth to her about her history meanwhile barbara is elated when she sees courtney making an attempt to get along with pat not knowing the secret they've been keeping finally things take a Dangerous turn at Blue Valley High's open house night when Courtney becomes the target of a dangerous foe. Jeff Johns wrote the episode, which was directed by Greg Beeman. Classic duo here. Yes. Very much. Love the back of uh, Pat's suit because it had that big made in Detroit. Made in Detroit. I saw that. (laughs) And a couple of convenient handles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) wonder if he's going to modify it for a uh, cosmic staff holder. Yep. Snap in. And we see Courtney in school basically getting stuck with the unpopular kids. Right. And they're not even friends. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're not friends. They just sit together, right? Beth is the chatty one. Is she? Good grief. (laughs) And the others don't say anything at all. No. It's kind of sad. She Skypes her parents while she has lunch every day. Yeah, she seems her talkativeness seems to be covering up for something. You know, she seems to be a happy kid, a little too happy, a little too close, a little too clingy. And that I think at some level she can sense that her parents are getting more distant as husband and wife and from her too. We don't have the full story of what's going on in that husband and wife dynamic, but I think it seems like poor Beth is like acting out in relation to it. She can sense at some level that something's wrong and she's just overcompensating. Seems like it. Yeah. Definitely. Courtney gets back down in the basement and <laughs> finds the suit and basically goes into the <laughs> sewing Homec. class. Homec, and, Homec, yeah. <laughs> and breaks all the sewing machines. <laughs> Leaves them in a smoking ruin. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out real nice. <laughs> the, the original suit that I guess Sylvester used had a power belt on it that helped with his agility and a, a gymnast level. And because I guess the cosmic staff back in the day wasn't good enough. They, they had the belt itself had power. So it looks like in this iteration, we're not going to see any of that. In fact, the cosmic staff started out as the cosmic rod. It was just a little hand sized thing that the original, what was his name? Knight? I saw that. Yeah. And then he improved upon it and became, and it became the cosmic staff after that. Let me see. Yeah, Ted Knight. That always cracks me up because Ted yeah. Knight was an actor. <laughs> I played Ted Baxter, right, on the Mary right, Tyler yeah, Moore yeah, show. That's exactly who I thought of, too. <laughs> that, that totally throws me. Stop saying Ted Knight. Yeah. That is funny. <laughs> oh, good. So I think about this time, Pat's still trying to fix his suit, and fire comes out in all kinds of places. That oh, yeah. Like to, not to yeah. mention, I don't know. Yeah, it always has to be a fart joke. Somewhere. <laughs> Out backfire. In an open field where anybody yeah. could see him. And I know. How convenient, Nebraska. Ejecting fist and yeah, <laughs> takes Doesn't a look quite at work. It. Yeah, what's wrong with this thing? Yeah, punches himself in the Bam. face. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was definitely some good fun there with him trying to fine-tune his machine. There should be a certain amount of fun in these shows, too. They can't be all gloom and doom and angst and legacy and pain. Uh, I like the the little vignettes of uh, funny stuff, and certainly Luke Wilson's good for that. He is, yeah. Yeah, so they both uh, end up with, like, cuts and burns. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the mom's going, well, what happened to you guys? Fell down the basement <laughs> stairs. Fell down the basement stairs. Yeah, they, I know, they should have gotten their story straight first. Got to fix yeah. those stairs. Superhero 101, get your story straight. So. Yeah, even the little Mike there looks at him like, what? Uh-huh. What, what's going on? Something's not right here. You guys okay? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that the pairings that they're going with here is Pat's stepdad and Courtney's the stepdaughter, and they're being together a lot, which, of course, makes the mom happy. Right. But yeah. It's something else is drawing closer together, like superhero crime fighting. Right, right of course. <laughs> Her stepbrother is just basically clueless. He He's just... Plays video games much as he can. He's mm. happy where he his school and he yeah, has friends. A big time kid in his school, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So he's like Chekhov's gun. He introduced him in the beginning, so he better go off at the end. Right. So he's gonna find out. Yeah. Oh, of course. And Can he's like know. anyone that finds out Spider-Man, Spider-Man, that is so cool. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So of course, during the episode, Pat and Courtney argue over looking for trouble because of course pat is still not wanting her to be involved and he wants to get the lay of the land first but her youth is full speed ahead we got to find these people and eliminate them yeah. and we have our open house which doesn't go real well for our team as brainwave does finally find her yeah, I, I rolled into that a little, a little bit with my episode one synopsis. Overexcitement, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and, of course, he does his brainwave magic on her and basically demands the staff or he'll kill her mom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so she's that, really upset. Yeah, that panics Courtney immensely. So she finds Pat and... Wants to definitely go stop him, but Pat says, nope, I'm going to do this I'll go on myself. my own. And he gets in his robot and heads out. Right. And it doesn't go well for him. Imagine that. Even that big no. robot against Brainwave is not really much of a match. Yeah, he needs to work up some type of shielding Yes, for, for Stripe. That would be good. Yeah. He needs to do something with that. Upgrade a little bit. Makes you wonder how Superman can see through lead classically and it also makes you wonder whether the justice league of america exists in their world too i mean if they go to blue valley where wally west is from that he's pretty contemporary superhero so i wonder if he comes across some type of science available from the superhero era of that time our time and he'll be able to make that suit brainwave proof because he's coming back too he would oh have to. absolutely <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Of course, Courtney refuses to follow her stepfather's demands Orders. and suits up and joins the battle. And yeah. says, I'm Star Girl, and that's my sidekick. <laughs> He's shaking his head inside the suit. Please no. So we kind of got a reverse of the way the first episode ended when uh, Pat showed up with Stripes and then got a little overpowered, so he goes it alone. And then she shows up, so stronger together. Yep. Just as Brainwave gets the upper hand on both of them. The staff gets him. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Puts him in a coma. The staff, as originally characterized, uh, was made to harness the power of stars, like stellar matter or stellar 
energy. Right. We haven't seen an explainer for that in this show yet, or how powerful it really is supposed to be. But uh, you know, we'll see. But whatever he did to Brainwave, yikes! Yeah, yeah, his ears were bleeding and messed him up pretty well. I don't know if you guys remember from the first episode, but when she first finds the staff, I saw the stars lining up right. in a certain pattern. Yeah. Didn't know if that pattern meant anything to you guys, but no, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it didn't ring a bell with my constellation knowledge from <laughs> when I was her age. But right. It's been a while. <laughs> Only in that the stars are aligning, as you yes. said, and things That's are coming together. Said. Yeah. So next we find Brainwave. They, they said he had a seizure. Yeah. And he's in the hospital. Basically, his mind short-circuited Let's hope because so, it's staff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think that's about the time that Pat actually starts to believe that Courtney is Starman's daughter and thinks she gets a little dig on his name. Was it Stripe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Let's just go with Stripe. Yeah. Subatomic Tactical Robot Pat Enhancer. Yeah, Pat Enhancer. <laughs> I like that. Pat that's Enhancer. That's yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little long, but... Yeah. <laughs> It's cute, though. Mm-hmm. Again, it shows the energy of a 15-year-old. Their idea of fun is a little different. <laughs> so he's in the hospital. Henry, I believe the Henry Jr.'s uh, checking in on him every once in a while. Yeah. We'll get some more on him in the next couple of episodes. So in are we on to episode three? Does uh, You'll have to clear this up for me. Does Pat go to visit? In episode three, or was that part of episode two? Episode three being Icicle. I think it was the beginning of episode three where he goes in and checks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm trying to remember is how does she find out that Icicle kills her dad? I forgot. Pat Pat told her. her, Yeah. Yeah. Pat told her. Because she was thinking that Brainwave did. And he said, no, 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 no. Yeah. That was kind of a big out by Pat. Yeah. At first, he's trying to shield her from everything. Like, you got to be careful. You got to stay away from these guys. I'm not sure who's in town. Oh, by the way, Icicle did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from Brainwave. But by the way, he's not the one who killed your dad. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we got this other guy named Icicle. Yeah. I don't know so... how it's a scarier visage. I'm going to go with Icicle. Thanks. Over Brainwave. Yeah. He just seems to have that evil leer down Pat. The leer. Sorry. Sorry, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Pat. (laughs) I mean, really? You look over. Carolee, you should remember the actor who plays Icicle. Icicle. He looks so familiar. And I just, I couldn't place him. I could not place him. Was it headless? No way. Oh, my goodness. Well, he had a head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what confused me. (laughs) But yay, we got some Sleepy Hollow in this. This is great. I like that. So are we on to episode three? Yep. Okay. Icicle, episode three. After a dangerous run-in with a member of the Injustice Society of America, Pat warns Courtney to back down from her attempts to go after them. But when she encounters what she believes to be a message from one of them, she urges Pat to help her. Meanwhile, Barbara makes strides at work, which impresses her new boss, George Matt. Is it Mackent? 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 Okay. So this Michael Nankin directed uh, the episode, and it was written by Colleen McGinnis. So Icicle yeah. comes to town. Yeah, who's the man? You guys know um, the Killers at all? That song, uh, "You're the Man." You're the man. You're yeah. the man. Yeah. I'm the man. That's a song when uh, Icicle was marching through their their secret. Who's the man? I'm the man. I'm like, <laughs> who did that? I've seen the Killers in concert. I had oh, forgotten yeah? they did that song. 
And it was kind of, it's a little disco-y, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was perfect for him. That was. So we get this flashback with Icicle. Eight years ago in Nebraska, we see Jordan, Icicle, and a young Cameron. And his wife is dying. And it's really sad. And we don't really know what happened to her. But it seems like at the as the wife is dying, she gets uh, her husband, she gets to tell him, can you please fix this country for our boy? And and if anybody, I mean, anybody tries to stop you, you destroy them. This yeah. is what Christy was saying. Christine, you mean like a Stephen King's Christine? Holy smokes. Yeah. Maybe. It makes you wonder what she got into. I wonder if you said something earlier, Steve, about a toxin. Right. It was yeah. a toxin. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Chemical poisoning of some sort. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I want to hear the backstory of this. If Solomon Grundy came from a toxin that had something to do from the Joker that turned him into the monster that he is Maybe today. the same thing happened to, to Maybe. wife. Maybe. Or she experimented with something that the original Dr. Midnight was working on or, or the original Bower Man. Because he was into chemistry, too. He Wasn't he a brilliant chemist? Yep. Yeah. So I wonder, I, you know, how everything dovetail together in these shows. Maybe she got too close to something or exposed something that didn't fit her DNA. Right. Because it does look like she, she has a, a cancer or something like that. Yeah. But in the present, let's see, Courtney, she feels better about herself. She, she has brainwave. She didn't want to kill him necessarily, but at the same time, he's out of the picture. Now she can concentrate on this icicle guy. So she's going to school. She's feeling a little bit better about herself. She's she's kind of helping the misfits. If you kind of, you know, the, the table that she's sitting at, some of them are uh, enjoying the help and some of them are like, no, 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 you're just going to make more problems with me. So right. just leave me be. Your secret identity is kind of a mirror world. It's the face you present to the public. But that doesn't mean you don't have the same attributes. You can be right. uh, kind to others or, or charitable. And that's who they make you up. As a person and as a superhero. That's true. Yeah. So. No, I was going to say, it looks like the staff picked the right girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So at the hospital, Henry Jr. is checking in on his dad. And all of a sudden, I had to rewind it because I didn't see it at first. But the coffee cup to his side kind of starts shaking and and moves a little bit. So I was wondering if Brainwave was going to wake up, but he didn't. But there's something going on there. I, I don't know that what. This proves that he's not completely out of the picture yet. Will not be. yet, no. But somebody who does come in the picture is Icicle. He's the man. He he has a wife and a son, and his son likes. Let's see, his, what is his son's name again? I forgot. Goodness, Cameron. Cameron, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we had been introduced to his character in the high school, right? Right. And uh, but we didn't know uh, what his background was. No, apparently no. he doesn't know what his background is either. No, he, not at all. <laughs> right, yeah, because you kind of thought when we first saw him that he might be interested in Courtney. Kind of gave her that. Yeah, look. I think that that will still exist. That's possible. I can see that. Yeah, we'll see. Because right now, I think he's hooked up with the. This is a. I think this is an episode four, but we see who he's actually hooked up with in episode four. Well, you're killing me. Who is it? I think he's with Cindy, isn't he? No. Oh, really? That's somebody else. Brainwave's son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's right. Because, yeah, we see her going after Yolanda and Courtney stands up for her. Right. Right. The painting on the locker. Right. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. Flower power. <laughs> not what it's yeah. at first. <laughs> no, no, not nope. at all. Not at all. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. 
So, so you're going to talk about the meeting. Can we get to meet the wizard or something like that? Barbara, how and where Barbara works? Oh, that's right. Let's see. Barbara is working at, is it a, not a bank, but a financial institution? She's working for Make America Great Again or something oh, like that. I don't the, the parallels is a little too on the, on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. But isn't it like Keep America or... Or America the Beautiful or something like that. I'm not Isn't really it? sure. I yeah, don't something remember. Something like that, yeah. Something Jordan's like that. Company, so yeah. that's not good. Yeah, he's using a, a civic organization that is based on his travels across the country and bringing it back at a smaller scale, which obviously means Blue Valley is going to be a, a test ground for his evil design. Right. Right? right. So I think this is a 13-episode arc. i got a feeling 13 is going to be... A, <laughs> Major battle, apocalyptic battle with uh, things not going well for Blue Valley. Not at all. <laughs> Poor Blue Valley. I know. Yeah. So the wizard is kind of a creepy character. Does he come across as a like a perv? Sh- a perv sure to you? I don't know what to think of him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember his name. Gosh, you got it. Do you have it, Steve? The wizard. Let's see. He's he's like a. <laughs> well, he's, he's a like councilman on in yeah. the town, so right. You know, William you got to be Zarek. a scummy Zarek. politician. Yeah, William Zarek. You're right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, he he just reminds me of a a sideshow, <laughs> Carnival Barker, right? With a yeah. with a twisting mustache. <laughs> what is that? Dastardly. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He Dastardly. just yeah. There you Dastardly. go. Dastardly. <laughs> but he is the councilman, and it just so happens that Courtney's mother works there, and he's there quite a bit. And we're we're not really sure what to think of him yet, but he he does look kind of creepy. So I may have been confusing him with the gambler, which is Stephen Sharp in the show. Yeah, sorry everyone listening out there. It's new. We just threw four of them together, and we're trying to catch up just like the rest of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah. nope I think problem. the gambler is Jordan's right-hand man in his company. You are correct, sir. Gotcha. You are correct. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, they did They did bring a lot of characters in, especially, I think, this third episode. I'm just going, wait, wait, who is this? And now, and, and this person's connected to this person, and how is this person connected? Uh, and then, then the sons and the daughters are all connected together as well. You're going to need and, a flowchart or a family tree. Right. That would be nice. It would, be, would nice. be nice. <laughs> well, I'll work that helped me for sure. For, uh, next episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Steve, you don't have anything to do. No. Yeah. <laughs> So we see them and they're talking to Icicle. So Zarek and his son, who loves magic, they're talking to Icicle and Icicle's son. I think that's when we find out about the toxins yeah. that uh, his wife, the toxins made her sick. And and they want to do this uh, thing called Project New America to make things safer. That's it. Yeah. New America. Jordan Market. They have a meeting, a market meeting with uh, Barbara. And we already talked about Yolanda's locker. and. Let's see. Oh, the ice star. That's how Courtney knows the icicle is there. She's walking across a field and there's yep. a star. And, and yeah. I'll, I'll listen. She's crunch, the, the grass starting to crunch and she looks down and the, there's this big star. That was uh, a nice touch. Of, that, that's classic superhero. Ice. Yes. That's like Wizard of Oz when the, the <laughs> witch is up in the air with the smoke. Dorothy surrender. <laughs> These evil people are un- unafraid of just saying who they are and what they're doing. Uh, they're, I mean, anybody could have seen, seen yeah. them do that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a certain psychology about being an evildoer mm-hmm. that feels like 
you're not going to catch me. So it doesn't matter how much I reveal about myself because I'm pretty much untouchable. Yes. They all seem to have that attitude. They yes. do. Lizard <laughs> did, icicle did, and <laughs> brainwave did. Mm-hmm. That's a flaw. Yes, it there is. There you go. So we're about the, let's see, about to get to the point where they're trying to set a trap for Courtney. And what we see, they're going to, um, they're going to some kind of school contest, a, a talent show of sorts. Mm-hmm. And everybody's on the bus going to this talent show. And what does Icicle do? Well, he's trying to get uh, Courtney, trying to fight with Courtney, but he decides to get the bridge instead. So the bus driver's trying his best to steer the, the bus, but the bus kind of slides off almost into the water, needs some help. So to the rescue. Pat, he goes, I'm going to save this bus, but you have to use your staff to blind people because nobody can see who I am. Right. Imagine you seeing this big giant robot (laughs) (laughs) pushing your bus back onto the bridge. So Courtney uses her staff to blind, basically not really blind people, but just, oh man, I can't see. It's too bright. Yeah, stun them. Yeah. But uh, everybody seems to be okay, except for a couple of characters. And that would be the Xerx, the father and son. Yeah. The son's really cute. He's a, I know. He seems like a, a good kid. He's not good at his craft. <laughs> it was cute that Courtney helped him. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Back at the high school, the kid standing in the background, the one who did all the painting, noticed that too. That she lied for him. Right. Courtney lied for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's my card. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor kid. She kind of develops a, a sort of friendship with him, I think. Yeah. But unfortunately, she wasn't able to save him. Oh, yeah. Physical made sure he got killed. That's cruel. Yes. To punish his father, he kills his kid. Am I reading that right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Man, what kind of malignancy is deep down in Icicle where, yeah, he lost his wife. He has to take care of his son. But anybody gets in the way, even your old partner, you kill his kid. Apparently, Icicle and Wizard had a falling out. Yeah. At this point, you don't really seem to have a completely organized injustice society. They they all kind of are there, but doing their own thing. So it's like, okay. Uh. <laughs> I think the, 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 the wizard uh, found his, his civic-minded calling. I think he liked doing what he was doing, right. being a public servant. Mm-hmm. You know, he had found his niche and uh, the evil stuff, you know, just wasn't for him anymore. And of course, that didn't sit well with Icicle. Not at all. Yeah. What are you going to say? Plans of conflict with each other, probably. Yeah, he wants to do something on a small scale with the town, Icicle, that is, while that would be against everything the wizard or former wizard stood for. He just wants to serve and protect. Right. And throwing all these characters at us at the same time and not knowing who is working together with whom and what their bigger agenda is, I guess we'll find out later, but... That kind of confused me for a little bit. I was like, wait a minute, who's working with whom and what are they trying to do and who's good and who's bad and what the heck's going on? I mean, Icicle, his wife told him to, to save the world, save our, make sure our son is safe, but then he, <laughs> then, then he kills somebody else's son, his partner's son, and it was it just like, Wizard what? Out, so. Yeah, it looked as though Wizard could have defeated him too. He became too nice. I mean, he had the wand out and they were confronting each yeah, other. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and, and all I had to do was touch it. You know, a little too close. You're going to use the wand, stand back, a couple steps, social distancing. Right. Come social. Keep icy from grabbing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Bad move, dude. Bad move. So Courtney's really guilt-stricken by Joey's death. 
So Pat takes her, uh, he wants to cheer up, takes her to the old uh, JSA headquarters and tells her to give up her identity until he says otherwise. Of course, she refuses to listen and ends up stealing most of the memorabilia. I would too. Yeah. She has this big black bag and just starts throwing everybody's magic tools and whatnot in it and brings it brings it home with her. Yeah. Not like anybody's going to go in a room and find it, you, you would think. That's, that was another big reveal by Pat. First, he outs who really killed Courtney's father, father. And now he's saying, well, here they are, plus all their magic stuff. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Poor Al sitting there waiting for his trainer to come home. Mm-hmm. That was a bit sad. And, yeah. and Pat's trying to convince her that this is just way too dangerous. We can't get anybody else involved. And Courtney's just in one ear, out the other. Nope, I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't make any sense why he would take her to the headquarters. Right. Yeah. Because he's already seen her like, oh, don't know. I'll do this myself. Don't come. Don't help me. And what does she do? She comes. And of course, she she does help him. So she was needed. But she doesn't really listen to her stepdad very often. Yeah. So Hourglass, Green Lantern, <laughs> goggles. <laughs> I think the owl stayed there, though. I don't think yeah. the owl's going to stay there for long, though. Nope, I don't think so. I think as soon as that costume gets put on, the owl yep. will be there. Yep. yep. So we I get can see it already. Episode four, Wildcat. After realizing that she needs the extra help, Courtney sits out to recruit some new members to the Justice Society of America, starting with Yolanda. Elsewhere, <sighs> Pat's suspicion is peaked after a bizarre conversation with one of the town's residents. This episode was directed by Rob Hardy and written by James Dell Robinson. It was a good episode. I yes. like that one. Yes, this I did. was a really good episode. As we begin with Yolanda's backstory. He seems yes. to be running for class president against Cindy. Cindy, <laughs> there you go. And the whole family is behind her until things go horribly wrong. As, of course, she's been dating brainwave son for several months yeah and as she's at home doing homework and preparing for this election she gets a text from him and he wants something a little sexy from her and she thinks about it and i don't know if she's running for class president maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to do this the day before no <laughs> uh, he preyed on her weakness. He said, I love you or love you. Yeah. She trusts him. And why not? Right. She has a loving family, a close relationship. Okay. It was a juvenile mistake. Yep. Right. But wow, she was betrayed. Yeah. And how now, did how that, how did that picture come out? Got That's what I was picture thinking. Off of his phone and onto hers so she could blast it to everybody. Yeah, I know. Magic fingers. She touches it once, and all of a sudden she's got it on her own phone. Right. There may be an answer for that. Yes. It would be a it would be a spoiler, and we're not oh, there yet. Wow. Okay. But it would explain things. And I'm just extrapolating too. They really don't explain it. But when things start coming together, you're like, okay, maybe it would. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would. So of course this destroys her life, and we see Courtney checking out the old JSA toys. <laughs> that I was great. She's trying to picture who for what costume, 
And of course, the pen doesn't do anything for her. She just throws it in <laughs> I know. a bunch of other yeah. pins and you go, that's probably not a good idea. Not what a good your idea. Your stepbrother comes in your room and grabs it. And yes. Off? I know. Because uh, Pat did say it was one of the most dangerous items yeah. in there. Yeah. So for her to go, hmm, okay, doesn't work. Throws Whatever. it on her desk. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Courtney, once again, makes a new enemy of who I'm calling right now. Cindy is actually Ito's daughter. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Spoiler alert. That we'll get more information on that later. Yeah. It's not spelled out completely, but it's kind of like, I'll interject one thing from the last episode as it closed the Justice Society headquarters. We've seen that before. I think it was on Smallville. Right. Hmm. Certainly Dr. Fate was on Smallville. He was a member of the Justice Society. And as Courtney was digging through the bag, there's no helmet of fate right. in there. Uh, so is Dr. Fate out there somewhere? I'm guessing. I mean, yeah. you don't see Green Lantern's ring is in there. His lantern's there. It's broken. Right. And he uses it to recharge his emerald ring. But uh, I got a feeling uh, those guys made it. And they're, I don't know, maybe Dr. Fate zapped them to another dimension to save their lives. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. No. Yeah. That's very that's true. Awesome. That is very true. Yep. Now, of course, Courtney tracks Yolanda down in the gym. Taking all and, our frustration out. Yeah, boxing. On a yeah. punching bag. She like the I'm original like, Wildcat. Right. Everybody di- is dissing her. Her family's dissing her. The, the, the entire school is dissing her. And at one point, I thought Cindy did say something about my boyfriend. So yeah. is Cindy and Henry now going out? Yes. Okay. Yep. She's got her fingers all over him now. Magic fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Magic <laughs> fingers. And- hmm. Courtney talks her into coming for dinner, but of course, when she mentions that to her mother, that's not happening. You're still grounded. And this has been months, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Again, there's that yeah malignancy that's not only at the greater society level, but at a family level, too. Are you saying to me they're only proud of her when she was running for office, being the star of her high school? Right. One childless indiscretion and you disown her? Pretty much. That's Pretty what it looked like to me. Yeah. Wow. I think it's... Tough family. If I, well, if I had to guess, it probably has something to do with their religion and what she did completely disgraced the family. So, of course, because mm-hmm. we hear Yolanda tell Courtney that they don't take her to church. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I think that's where it's all rooted with Yolanda and her family is that what she did was basically a mortal sin and so they communicated her they probably would have (laughs) strikes me more as a venial sin really they're taking a little too far the church should be part for where you go for forgiveness right Right. makes sense there's something wrong with that family i don't think there really is something wrong unless the mother could play icicle number two (laughs) there you go concerning her attitude i think carol lee said earlier that the father was looked like he was going to flip. Right. Right. Almost there, but so she can't go to dinner. She doesn't have a phone. <laughs> she uh, she has to go straight up to her room. And, I mean, what happened to her was traumatic enough. Yeah. I would think that her family would be there for her. But like you said, Steve, maybe it is it has to do something with their religion. And I don't know. At least uh, her brother recognizes her. Yeah, he's yeah. the only one that seems to be on her side, that's for sure. The grandma and the parents sure aren't. They're yeah. not. He does gotta, say leave her alone, I think. Yeah. Or don't yeah. be so harsh. 
I think grandma's going to crack next. I, I think actually dad will crack, but I, it might be the grandma. I don't know who grandma is, the maternal or paternal grandma, but yeah, she might so. nudge somebody in the right direction. We'll say just a theory, Steve. Yep. Just <laughs> I got a, I got a million of them. <laughs> well, finally, Yolanda opens up to Courtney about what she's been through and goes to see the staff. She tries the wildcat costume on and. <laughs> yeah. It looks horrible. It stinks. And it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> Even the mask is worse. Yeah. <laughs> and she has to put that on her head. And like, once no, she does, you. magically the costume gets skin tight. Right. Of you, look, you look totally badass. Yeah. <laughs> As Courtney put it. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> and and we try to figure have out. To use Wikipedia to find <laughs> out what I love that. the powers were. <laughs> What are the powers? I don't know. Let's just look it up on Wikipedia. Seriously? But <laughs> yeah. you can write something on Wikipedia. That's exactly what they said. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens to be true. Yep. She has some claws that can cut through metal. And of course, they use the one thing that her stepbrother uses all the time. I know. The toaster. The toaster. <laughs> he can't toast his Pop-Tarts anymore. And he yells, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> so... See Brainwave's son out late and figure, well, he must be going to visit his father and they need to know who's been visiting him. So Courtney's going to cause a distraction while Yolanda gets up to the room. Which takes her a couple of tries, but she makes it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We'll call back to Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She almost falls because one of the bricks is loose. Right. Yeah. Her first attempt, Courtney's like, since conveniently there's radios in the uh, headgear. Yeah. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm just hanging here. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging around. (laughs) Give me a second. Yeah. Or two or ten. Yeah. And of course, with the brick falling, that happens to kind of alert a guard. The guard. Checks it. But fortunately for Yolanda, Beth is there bringing her mother some food. And again, her mother looks annoyed. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's my best friend. And she doesn't seem to, I mean, I would think that was a sweet gesture, but maybe she just does it too much. Does it all the time. They want her to make her own friends. Or there's something. Something else going on. Something else going on. Maybe not sinister, but something wrong. See Yolanda make it into the room and she gets the claws out as she's really thinking really hard about taking her ex boyfriend out. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the little yikes. <laughs> You're really yeah. gonna slice this guy up? So yeah. she sees he's crying. Yeah. And then a nurse walks in, so she has to hide. <laughs> Behind the door. Yeah. I know. She, you're learning, kid. You're learning. Yep. <laughs> well, and Yolanda asks how long Courtney's been doing this, and Courtney kind of goes like, a week? A, a week? week? A week? Yeah. <laughs> Did your dad show you how? Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth, dad? No. <laughs> Why am I listening to you? <laughs> the information that they were looking for, but of course, nobody's signing in. Except yeah. I do see somebody walking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The high school principal comes in with a violin, plays <laughs> it, but I think she was expecting Brainwave to wake up. Yeah, I think so. Some type of reaction from it. Right. Something. But, but there wasn't any. Yeah. Once they get back to Courtney's house, Yolanda says she wants to do her first before she can do Wildcat. 
goes home, stands up to her parents. They and that's still a no. <laughs> yeah, still a no. Her <laughs> damn, big time. Wow, cruel. But of course, Courtney had already gotten into a room and left her the wildcat costume. With the cute little drawings. Yes. Yeah, the little kitty I cat. need you. <laughs> <laughs> Yolanda is in for good now, it looks like. Looks like. Hey. Check in on the ISA as we get to meet Dr. Edo. Yes. <laughs> wow. Pledging his allegiance to Icicle. And he has a machine to be built. And he needs somebody's body to do it. Well, yeah, how can I borrow his body? Was, yeah, I don't know if it was he needed the body or he wanted the body. Yeah. Because apparently him and Wizard didn't get along too well. and Maybe he just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, maybe he wanted to do certain things to it is what I was thinking. Was, <laughs> I kind of freaked out Icicle a little bit. He just gave him a look like, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, if it gets my machine, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. don't want to know. Yeah, I have. God, nuts on that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, he has to mention his daughter. So that's where I put two and two together that this has got to be Cindy. Right. Yeah. Well, she's not wearing that Cruella DeVille stripe in her hair for nothing, you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> I know. Do y'all like that? I don't think yeah. that. I, I do not find that attractive. No. Nope. Nope. I don't remember that from my high school days. No. No, me neither. I mean, yeah. we have the blue, greens, and pinks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Gray, not so much. Yep. So we also got to check in on Pat as he pulls into his auto body shop and there's a Jeep in the parking lot. In the junkyard, yeah. Denise's vehicle, who happens to be the wizard's wife. I feel bad for her. I like her character. I mean, we don't see a lot of her, but she's a totally sympathetic character. Yeah, she she just said she couldn't handle it anymore. She's leaving. Her Jeep was packed. She goes, so quiet. My husband, my son, they're both gone. I'm getting out of here. And that's when Pat sees her vehicle kind of ransacked, and and she's obviously disappeared. So he's wondering what the heck's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. She told him that. Be careful of the people of this town. This town, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think she had an inkling of what her husband, the wizard, did previously. Oh, I think you know? so, too. She had to have some knowledge, or at yeah. least Icicle and the rest of the ISA believed she could have some information. That's why they eliminated her. Yeah. Uh, we don't know she's dead. You don't see a body? No. We see the cat. Yeah, we see the cat. <laughs> <laughs> on a quick aside, I want to know what Pat says the guy's working on a classic tractor that needs uh, right. a caterpillar uh, yeah. track. I'm that like, this is, of course, this is going to be part of Stripe. Of I guess whatever he's looking for. Yeah. But uh, hopefully it really is a caterpillar track. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was sad. The Jeep is wrecked. The cat box thing is smashed. The cat's walking. At first, I didn't recognize the cat. I'm like, oh, cat. I didn't yeah. either. Yeah, no, it was yeah. the cat that was in the car. And when Pat sees the magician's hat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. That's yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Tells him that's all I've got left of my son. And, and sad. he's wanting yeah. to get more information from her. And no, she's got to tease him and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully Denise isn't dead. Uh, I don't want her to be dead. I like her character. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm also hoping that she's not being experimented on right. by uh, what's Edo. his Edo. He's also known as the Dragon King. Hey, that guy exuded evil. I mean, great job by the actor Nelson Lee sitting there and all full makeup and everything else. Holy smokes! Reminded me of oh Flash Gordon's yeah Ming the Merciless. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
and you catch because he's got the the head covering on, and every once in a while when he turns, you get to see some of the scales. Yeah. At first, I thought it was trying. To, it was like a snake thing, but no, a dragon. That was interesting. I like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who else they can recruit in episode five. I, I can tell you right now, I've seen episode five, and it's a winner. It's a winner. Yeah. A winner. You guys will like it, and are so listening far, a lot. Of- these first four have built on each other, and each one seems to be a little bit better than the one before it. So. Yeah, I like it when they. I mean, there's nothing wrong with incrementally taking steps and building, but you don't want it to take forever. Like we saw in Fringe. Right, yeah. You know, let's, <laughs> let's not drag this over three or four seasons. And and they don't. I can say they just, everything's, just a roller coaster reach the top and now it's screaming back down. Right. Well, any more thoughts on these first four episodes? Yeah, I, I liked a lot of the references from our own popular culture. I mean, I picked up a lot on the Back to the Future. Right. You know, they, the uh, clock tower is always prominently yes. displayed oh, wow, yeah. in the background. I have and a I, feeling a bolt of light is going to hit it. I just oh. have that feeling somewhere in there. <laughs> the and car him, as well. Yeah, the car as well. Well, I have to say, being one of my favorite movies, it reminded me of Greece at the very end of Greece when they took just off. Just take the off. Car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And there's a little bit E.T. in this too. Ah, and uh, Henry Thomas was in this episode. He played, I think, the at least in this episode, if not the next one, I think it's just so he Henry Thomas, who was the kid, right? In ET, he he uh, does the voice of uh, Rex Tyler, I believe it is, who is yeah, Rick Tyler's dad. Okay, and Rex Tyler was our man, right? I mean, they have, we haven't seen his background yet, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, just a spoiler, a little tease. We're gonna get a little Hulk. Easter egg in the next episode, which is a little weird. I mean, this is the DC universe, but there right. are little hints here and there. I mean, it certainly seemed like Spider-Man with uh, Yolanda scaling the wall just like that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I can say something about Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Cross <Yeah>. the streams. <laughs> <laughs> so the if anybody out too. there is has picked up on anything else too, yeah, please let us know. Yep. Easter eggs or anything yeah. else we missed. That's half the fun of these shows. I love that. Yeah, yep. I do. Please review and rate us on iTunes with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Best way to get a hold of us is going over to www.fangirlzone.com. Click the Contact Us tab, and you can shoot us an email or attach a voice message to it. Best way to do it. And we look forward to hearing and reading your feedback. Absolutely. Be part of the team. This episode, I'm Steve. I'm Carol Lee. And I'm Dave. And just between all of you, sometimes I'm known as Dark Knight Dave. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>